Hello and welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast hosted by me, Joanne Murphy. Whether you are an athlete, adventurer, endurance enthusiast or simply have an interest in sport, you have come to the right place for inspiration, encouragement, motivation and plenty of entertainment. Well, hello May and hello sunshine. Doesn't it feel so good to wake up to the sun streaming through the windows? It definitely puts a pep in my step when I see the bright mornings and the blue skies. Although it's not very conducive to getting any work done as I just want to be outside, out and about, gallivanting and not sitting at my desk catching up on work. It might be time to move the office outdoors for 2023. Speaking about being out and about and gallivanting, we had another training day for Mondello 24 with the Cycling Connacht panel on Monday. Two 10k time trials around Hollymount in Mayo. A full gas, head down, arse up training session. It was tough going, but I surprised myself and I performed better than I expected. The consistent training since February has been paying off and can be seen in the numbers, which is always such a great boost. Over the past two weeks, I've managed to do a few brick runs off the bike too, slowly finding my running legs. I might just have to get myself signed up to a race at this stage before the announcing season really kicks in and I've more talking than training under my belt. Next job, get out my wetsuit, get into the sea for a splash and see how all my pool swimming stacks up in the open water. If you are planning to race and still on the fence, not sure what to sign up for, there are plenty of events to choose from over on the Try Talking Sport website. With discounts on some events also available, be sure to check them out and keep an eye on the socials for some more discounts and giveaways over the coming weeks. If you are new to try or a bit rusty on racing as you prepare for the 2023 season, be sure to check out the articles on racing over on the Try Talking Sport website. You'll find them under the Performance Hub tab. And whether it's top tips for racing your first triathlon, packing those blue, red and white bags for Ironman or reasons why you should join a tri club, you'll find it all on the website. Before we get into this episode, a big shout out to our Emma Porter, who this past weekend completed the track at 360 in Girona, finishing as third female in this epic gravel adventure. Well done, Emma. I can't wait for the event report, although we'll give you a few days to recover before getting it done. As always, don't forget about our discount on Nuasan products. If you haven't checked them out yet, go to www.nuasan.com to see their full range of products and use the code TTS15 to get 15% discount. I made full use of the Nuasan CBD muscle gel after the time trial on Monday. It went straight on the legs after the session ended and I have to admit the legs felt great after it. Now, this is a very special episode of the podcast, and I'm really excited to welcome Shane Williams to Try Talking Sport. The former Welsh international rugby player is a household name in sport worldwide and regarded as one of the greatest wingers and players of all time. With 87 caps for his country and multiple British and Irish Lions tour appearances, it is no wonder he is a World Rugby Hall of Fame inductee and a winner of the World Rugby Player of the Year Award. Embedded in sport for most of his life, when he retired from professional rugby in 2015, his love and passion for sport continued, but took him in a very different direction. Taking part in his first marathon in 2015, it wasn't long before the Welshman became captivated with endurance sport, in particular triathlon and more specifically with Ironman. Somewhat cajoled into taking on his first ever Ironman, he didn't have far to travel to take on his first full distance race at Ironman Wales in Tenby which he has gone on to complete five times, first hearing the words, Shane Williams, you are an Ironman, in 2015. 
It may come as a surprise to hear that on an Ironman Wales race morning, he is more nervous than lining up to play for Wales in the Principality Stadium. But the goosebumps and passion he feels as he hears the Welsh national anthem resound on North Beach in Tenby is one that fills him full of the same pride, excitement and emotion he had as a professional rugby player. And when the gun goes, he is more than ready, willing and able to race. A high achiever in sport and competitive by nature, he is as passionate today about triathlon as he was for rugby during his playing days. Always looking to get the best out of himself and his performance in sport, life and in business, triathlon has opened up a whole new world for Shane Williams and in his own words says, I'm hooked. It makes me feel so good. Now, go grab a cuppa and enjoy the show. Shane Williams, welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast. Finally, I get to talk to you when it's not a race day, a race weekend, and I'm so excited. Yeah, a bit more relaxed, isn't it? I'm, uh, I'm usually rushing around like a headless chicken on on, uh, on the morning of the race or certainly the registration. Uh, more stressful than playing for Wales, let me tell you, that period. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm able to do this here today. A bit more relaxed. <laughs> I do not believe that it is more stressful getting ready for an Ironman than it is lining up for your country to play professional sport. Uh, it is, I swear. Um, uh, not only Ironman, whether it's my local sprint triathlon, whether it's a half Ironman, whether it's, I don't know, whatever it may be, uh, an Olympic distance. There's just so many factors, isn't there? Look, you've got the swim to worry about. You've got the bike to worry about. You've got the run. So, you know, things like, have I brought my goggles? Um, you know, is my wetsuit ready? Uh, where's my race belt? Where's the number? Uh, should I wear sunglasses? Shall I not? Is it sunny? Is it raining? Do I need gloves? Do I need socks? Yeah, you know, it's, it's honestly even talking about it now. It's, I've got sweaty palms. It's um, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I always forget something. I always forget something. So turning up to the Millennium Stadium uh, with knowing that I just need my boots because my kit is there waiting for me. Gum shield, that'd be handy to bring. Um, and what else is there? There's not much else I really need, to be fair. The ball's there for me. The crowd are there, uh, ready, waiting for me. And I just got to go do my business. And, you know, it's, it's a 50-50 chance in that as well. When you're doing the Ironman, you know, you're, you're two, was it two and a half thousand to one? Odds odds on. So, um, you know, it's, yeah, it does. Honestly, I, I am. I'm starting to sweat thinking about Ironman Wales. And we're, we're months away, half a year away. So, um that's that's the difference, let me tell you. But you love it. Oh, I love it, yeah. It's, I do love it. Um, it's something that when I played rugby, uh, I had older friends that, that uh, I used to play rugby with back in the day, long, long time ago, that went into triathlon, ultras, um, marathons. Uh, and I used to say, I used to laugh and joke them and say, hey, go on, uh, look at this end, midlife crisis, you've changed. You know, I, I had friends who used to smoke like 40 fags a day that, you know, uh, are on keto now and are, are six stone and won't touch a beer and and train you know do 100 100 miles a week and I used to make fun of these guys and girls and um and then uh you know I went out whilst I was playing rugby and then when I retired I was like oh my god what the hell do I do now <laughs> I'm bored out of my skin you know what do I do and I kind of started running with my friends and I was like oh do you know what? I quite quite enjoy this you know even though I was about three miles behind them you know and they're they're in the front laughing at me but um it, it's it's a great social sport and, um, you know, not, not only the taking part, but the training side of it, the coffee stops and 
the places that you you get to go and uh, and visit as well. And yeah, I've um, I'm hooked, as they say. So um, I, I'll cont- I'll continue to do it for as long as I can. But I really enjoy it. I think it's a, I think it's a great sport and it's a great pastime, and um, everyone should give it a go. Interesting how you say it's a very social sport. And having come from a team of fifteen plus players, you'd imagine that that was a very social sport as well. When triathlon is so individual even though you have sweaty palms I can see your face and I can see that you're smiling from ear to ear when you actually talk about triathlon and the joy that it brings to your life yeah it it does uh it does bring me joy I think um well like I'll go back to say when I did retire from rugby I, I really had a massive void in my life where you know I'd gone from training every day with my mates you know playing on the weekend and uh you know spending time with them after the games and so on and so forth to None of that, you know. Um, I, I miss the lads. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the crack, and, and I miss the training. And you know, uh, and the physical side of, of, of keeping, uh, keeping fit. You know, and and mentally, I found it really tough not doing that anymore. So as soon as I I started training, and and you know, first of all, it was a marathon. I'd I'd had a charity place at London Marathon, and I I pretty much had. Well, it was about three months to train for it, and I and I was panicking, so I started running quite a bit, and then enjoying the running side of it, and then I was running with my mates for, and we were stopping for coffees and a chat, and and I was like, oh, this, you know, this kind of fills that void a little bit, you know, where you know we, you know, we could talk about your feelings and uh, any concerns, or just have a general chat about the good old days, you know, and and as soon as I started doing the triathlon side of it as well, and people were going, look, we're going out for a forty mile ride today, you come in, I was like. I can't ride 40 miles. They were like, no, no, no. We'll do 20. We'll stop for a coffee. We'll have a chat and then we'll cycle back. And, you know, even the the, four, the 20 miles getting there, I was looking for a taxi to get back, to be honest. But I start, you know, it, it was great to stop and have a chat and and so on and so forth. So that I, I started thinking, right, okay, this this is okay. This can this can take over from my rugby because I'm really enjoying it. And, uh, and it's just gone from there, you know, and then signing up for, ridiculous things like iron men and half iron men and so on and so forth it just gives me a goal as well it just tells me now look shane you've got 12 months to get ready for this because the last thing you want to do is fail the last thing you want to do is is let yourself and people down and and it gives me a focus and you know physically keeps me fit but mentally keeps me sane as well and um yeah i do i i, I love it and i and i want to continue doing it for as long as i can because you know what? What else is there out there for me? Uh, you know, I don't think I could do another sport, surely. I don't know where to go with this chat now because you're just throwing bombs in there. <laughs> I know. There's more I know. stuff I want to ask you, and and like we had talked about, maybe talking a little bit about your rugby career, but we're we're jumping over and back a little bit. You mentioned something about it being mentally tough uh, to finish as a professional rugby player. That's a very common thing, really, isn't it, in professional sport that you go from such a huge, high intensity, supported environment, playing for so many years with a a very strong focus of what you're doing to suddenly being left out to pasture to find your way. That period of adjustment must be very, very difficult. Uh, It it is. I I can only speak for myself. Um, I did find it very difficult going from, you know, being a rugby player. I've been a rugby player a long, long time. Like I said earlier, training with the lads, playing with the lads, you know, social events with the lads, um, you know, five, six days of the week to, you know, waking up on a Monday morning going, God, what what do I do now? You know, I haven't got the lads for the support. I haven't got the, the lads to keep me sane and take the mickey out of me and, and have the crack with. Um, you know, that, that life of rugby where I, 
you know, I did okay at. I was I was pretty talented at, and I was quite good at it. You know, that does me no good whatsoever anymore. Because you know, being someone who used to be good at rugby isn't going to get me a job. Really, isn't going to get me uh, you know a trade, or isn't going to give me any kind of experience in in the life that I'm going to have to live in now. And that is, you know, the having to look after yourself, um, manage yourself um, physically and financially as well. So I, I just I just got really lost and and you know started questioning what I was going to do next. And I was I was someone that had already kind of put things in place. You know, I had TV work lined up. I had punditry and commentary work, l- luckily, that I'd started doing whilst I was playing. So I was one of the lucky ones. Um, you know, I started businesses then as well afterwards that I, to be honest, at the time ne- knew very little about. So that was always a risk and that was always a worry. Um, and that scared the life out of me. But then, you know, like I say, that that's another reason that I, I needed to find something else to do. And I do a lot of work with charity and and lucky I do really because the charities came along and said, look, not only do we do events where you just turn up and shake hands, you know, we we can get you places in London Marathon, you know, triathlons and 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 these were sports and activities I knew very little about. So I was like, okay, well, London Marathon was always on my bucket list when I was younger. Um, I don't think I'll be able to do it. I haven't run over three miles in a training session. You know, I'm a sprinter. If you want me to do a hundred meters under ten and a half seconds, I could probably do it. But you know, twenty-six miles is a little bit further than that. But they said, look, you know, you've you've, you've got time to train for it. If you don't feel you're ready, we'll put you through to next year's. And I thought, well, you know, I was looking at my diary. Well, I'm doing nothing in April. You know, why not have a go? If I'm tired, I can walk it. Surely, you know, I'm not going to be. No one's going to be judging me. And so I started training for it and started enjoying the training. Did London Marathon. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, that was the support I had running round London was was like running out in the Principality Stadium. You know, I had those goosebumps. I had those feelings. It wasn't the same. It wasn't exactly the same, of course. But I thought, you know, what? this this makes up for it a little bit. And then, you know, these other events came along and, and a mate of mine was sponsoring Ironman Wales goes, oh, you've done London Marathon now. You can do uh, Ironman Wales. I was like, well, what is it? He said, oh, look, I'll sign you up. And let's, you know, let's train together. And, you know, I signed up and I went and Googled Ironman. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I, I haven't swum in the pool since I was about 15. I haven't even got a bike. And I've just done one marathon that nearly killed me. How am I going to put these all together, you know? But I just thought, well, you know, you're a determined little bugger. It's charity. Let's let's train, train your socks off and see what happens. And that period of me training, I forgot about all. You know, I forgot about rugby completely for a while. Um, I forgot about, you know, my stresses and my worries. And I just trained and it was hard. It was tough. But, you know, I, I was able to do it. I, I You know, I, there was no records broken, let me tell you. Uh, there was times where I sat on the side of the road with my bike thinking, Shane, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is ridiculous. You know, mile four, the marathon. And I'm like, I got 22 and a half miles to go nearly. You know, what the hell am I doing here? But, you know, I had people screaming at me, come on, Shane, get get up and let's let's finish this. And I had my wife telling me, come on, grow up, you pussy, you can finish this. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is horrendous, but amazing at the same time. And, you know, I, I crawled over that finish line. I thought, I thought, I said to myself, right, Shane, in 12 months' time, you're going to do that again, but you're going to enjoy it and you're going to be far better at it. And and I, you know from that moment, you know I was hooked. 
Um, and I've, I've continued to do it since. You know, I, I enjoyed doing the sprints. I enjoy doing the Olympic triathlons. I enjoy doing that, the 70.3s. I enjoy the, uh, I, and I love Ironman Wales. Um, and, you know, I enjoy the training now as well. So it's rugby can, can do one. You know, it's gone. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, unless it's my boys under 14s game on the Sunday, you know, and, and it's work where I've got to switch on for a little bit. Rugby can really do one now because I've got something else I really enjoy. And that's so important as well, isn't it? That you find something that you're passionate about that can help you to forget about maybe some of the stressors or, or things. And that's actually what a lot of people say as well, that the long distance training is really good for your mental health and your mental capacity. Yeah. And, and it's not just about the training or the race day, but it's actually, it's an individual sport, but it's actually everything that comes around with it. It's those hard days where you're, get a mechanical out in the middle of the bog in Galway or in the middle of the hills in Tenby or way out where there's not even phone coverage. And it's about making your way to that finish line. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, it, it, it is all of that. It's, it's an, they say it's an individual sport, but, you know, if anyone who's gone to watch an Ironman or, or a 70.3, you see people running around hugging each other or helping each other off the floor. And, uh, and okay, you know, is there's two and a half thousand people in Ironman Wales, and and you know I, I'm a very average triathlete. But there's people of all shapes and sizes, sexes running past me, and I'm going, "Hi Shane, how's it going? How's the training been?" And and you know it's it's a race, so to speak. But you know it's you're you're all there together and and helping each other out, and um, yeah, it's it's just just a unique experience, and you know the training side of it, where you know I've just come back from Alcudia, where. You know, I wanted to go away for a for a week with the family, and we got there, and and we hired bikes, and we you know got to do the Sacalabra and Cap uh, Captain Fermentor and all this, and you know I wouldn't have done this if I hadn't have got into the triathlon try on triathlon life. So we took a couple of friends, my brother went out, and you know we went out early morning so that we could go back and you know spend time with the family. But some of those roads and some of those routes are unbelievable. You know, we I felt fantastic doing them, and they were tough. You know, Sacalabra is for, well, was it forty five minutes of uphill climbing, and you're blowing out of you you know where, and it's at surrendous and it's warm, and it's you know, there's people flying past you, smiling at you, and you want to kill them, and then you get to the top, and they think, oh, fair play, you know, I want to shake that person's hand. Um, so these are things I never would have done, and you know, I live in. Uh, I live in the Almond Valley. You've got the Black Mountains at each side of me, and I've got no excuses. I can go for an hour ride, and I can some, see some of the, the the most gorgeous scenery in Wales. You know, so I've got all that, and and that's what triathlon life is, brings to me, really. And I've got my brother does it as well, so I've got that on the social side of it. I've got all my best mates I've, I've kind of dragged into, or have dragged me into, uh, into it. Um, yeah, I just I just get this feel good factor from it. And this morning, you know, I was knackered trying to get the kids ready for school, and I thought, oh, all right, I'll take the kids to school so I can jump in the pool. I really didn't want to go to the pool. The pool's quite cold, and I wasn't didn't have the quite quite the right mindset this morning. But as soon as I got to the pool, and you know, done about fifteen hundred meters of swimming, I came out there and I felt great, and I still feel great. You know, so it's it's doing me good. It's doing me good physically and mentally, and. Um, uh, and I would encourage anyone to give it a go. Um, a, a lot of people may do it and think, oh, this is not for me or this is tough. I don't want to do it. But what I will say is, look, give it, give it, a, give it time. Give it a chance. You know, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to throw my bike in a skip after Ironman Wales first time. 
I, I did, honestly. I wanted to throw my trainers away. The goggles were snapped in half. All the all the usual. But, you know, I, I gave it another crack. And um, and I, like I say, I keep saying it's, it's a great sport. I'm really enjoying it. And, of course, you have five finishes at Ironman Wales now as well, which is no mean feat for anybody, former professional rugby player or age group athlete. Everything is equal yeah. at the start line of an Ironman. Yeah, yeah, I've managed to finish it every time. Thank God. Um, look, it's it, it's uh, it's physically that you know that one of the toughest things I've ever done. Uh, the first time uh, was horrendous, um, but the crowd got me round, and my wife being quite nasty to me uh, was her kind of motivation got me round. And I've you know I've I've I've, I've had PBs and I've done okay. Uh, even the even last year, sorry, um, wasn't the best day uh, for me. I was going for a sub eleven, um, which says a lot. Where my first time was nearly fourteen hours. I had a great swim in in quite rough conditions. Took three minutes off my time in the swim. Uh, uh, twenty five miles into the ride, I felt great. I, I was over twenty one mile an hour average. I thought, here we go. Today's the day. The the weather was great, and then I hit a um, uh, a cattle grid down by fresh water, and, and unfortunately, my handlebar snapped. Uh, off off the stem and um i just remember thinking to myself ah come on this was this was meant to be the day you know so i I was sitting on the side of the road for about five minutes i thought there's absolutely no one down here no one's gonna know i'm here i could be here for the rest of the day i thought right i'll try and hold the handlebars on and keep keep cycling and cycling i kept stopping along the way trying to ask people for help uh finally found a mechanic um couldn't do nothing with the bike and before I knew it, I was 60, 70 miles into the ride, going at about 10 miles an hour. All my mates were passing me. You know, no one gave me a hand, by the way. Uh, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the power of competitiveness on the day. Um, and before I knew it, I had, I had about 25 miles to go. And I thought, Shane, your PB's gone, mate, but you've never failed on Ironman Wales. Come on. Your family are, are in Tenby waiting for, to see you come in on your bike. Let's uh, let this kind of limp across the line here. So I managed to somehow get into Tembe, you know, probably hour, hour and a half longer than I wanted to. But, you know, that's that's life. And that is, that's triathlon, that's Ironman. There's so many things that are against you at times. Um, and, and I was perked up straight away. I saw a couple of my mates in the transition tent there, first timers. And I was so happy that they'd got to the run. You know, you never know what, what's going to happen on Ironman day. And, I, and we said, look, uh, me and my mate Bright, look, let's run together. Let's enjoy this experience. Um, I'm a bit a bit stronger runner than him, so I thought I'll push him along as well, and I want him to enjoy this. And we did, and we done the 26 miles together. You know, high fived everyone. I made sure I gave him a tap on the backside when he looked like he was lagging, and it was brilliant. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, we crossed the line together. Well, I say that. We, we 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 rung the bell on the finish line, and then he had this sprint finish to make sure that he beat me over the line, little bugger. But no, it was amazing, and I absolutely loved it. And like I say, even though it didn't go well for me, the the crowd were amazing and uh, and helped me along all the way. So um, but that's the power of Ironman. That's the power of triathlon. It's uh, the the crowds you have there, and the people spurring you on, and and just screaming your name when you when they could see you're struggling a little bit. Just gives you that extra little boost to just get around the corner and think right I can do this I can finish this this because, is going to be great because you're so well known is it nearly harder to be such a familiar face that you're like I can't even hide around the corner at the aid <laughs> because everyone knows me. I just want to walk you know does that yeah. factor come into it that like 
I wish I was incognito. <laughs> I'm doing this in costume next year or something, you know. Um, or yeah. is there any of that with you? Or do you feed off the buzz of the crowd and those absolute lifts that everyone gives you when they call your name? Now, I know the names are on the bibs. So, I mean, we call people's names. We don't even know them, but we can see the names on the bibs. But from your perspective, I mean, you are a national hero in Wales. Um, so everybody knows you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I look, first of all, I I love I love the atmosphere. I love the buzz. Um, and I've already mentioned it. it it's almost the you know, it, it's equivalent to me running out in the stadium and scoring a try in the crowd. And uh, that's what I, I I was an entertainer. That's what I was there to do. Right. That's that was my cheeky, mindset. Is that those cheeky <laughs> side steps you used to do, Shane? Yes, exactly. That's the you know, the side steps. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I enjoy beating a defender, and I and and when you play in those big crowds, you can feel the buzz of when you're doing something positive, and and the crowd get behind you. I love that, and I've got goosebumps talking about that now. But I can't I I can't get that again. I'm never going to get that again, you know. And I know that, and that's fine. But you know when you're when you're running, uh, or when you're cycling then up um, through Saundersfoot, uh, Heartbreak Hill, and you got people tapping you back, and they're going, "Come on, Shane." You know, you can pick up those couple of extra watts that you certainly didn't have at the start. You get over to the, you get over the top where you're absolutely blowing, and you're thinking to yourself, "That was amazing." But I think I've just worn myself out a little bit. I think I've gone a little too hard, and that's the crowd spot, you know. And then seeing Mac family members or your, or your kids running up the hill with you and and screaming, "Go on, Dad!" It's it's just amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. And you know, you're running through town then for the marathon and. You you know you've got people you haven't seen for a while, it's old school school friends or school teachers or people just you haven't seen for ages screaming your name, thinking ah oh, this is awesome, this yeah. is incredible. And then for the swim, you know you've got the national anthem being sung, you've got thousands of people on the front there, and I, obviously I can only I've only done Ironman Wales because I've I love it so much, you know. But uh, to have that there, it's just incredible. But I will be honest, there is time, especially on the run, where you know people want to high five you. And you you barely can lift your hand up, and you you high five someone. They grab hold of your hand and just stall you for a second, thinking, "Oh no, I don't know if I can start up again." You know, it's it, it's it does get tough, and there and you you are thinking, right, where is there like at least twenty yards where there's no fans whatsoever, so I can just compose myself, have a little cry, and uh, and get and have a walk and get going again. But ten be so busy there isn't there isn't one. It's it, it's you know the, the best thing to do is just find a little portal and and close the door for a minute on yourself. Don't even have to go to the toilet. You just need to compose yourself, get away from the crowds. But I no, look. after Iron Man Wales, Shane Williams hides in the portal to avoid. Doesn't come out. No, but look, it's 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 amazing. It's uh, uh, it is one of my favourite parts about about Iron Man. You know, I, you, you know. The swim, even the run up to the to the transition on the bikes coming through Narberth and uh, and and Tembe and and Saundersfoot and having that screaming part, you can't wait for it, you know. And the run, like I said, there's just no hiding place. There's fans everywhere, and supporters, and it just gets you through it, really. And um, yeah, I look, it's 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 one of the best events I've ever done, and um, and I'll continue to do it, you know, and until I decide that. I'm going to do one somewhere else because I'm, I'm sure they're all fantastic. But, you know, I, I, this, the support is the reason I keep going back to, to, to Ironman Wales and Tenby, really. It's, it doesn't get any better. I think we need to get you to Ironman Ireland in August. 
some year. I think you'd love it with Windmill Hill and you're living in the middle of the hills. I think you'd yeah. absolutely love it over in y'all. And you could get the ferry over. Nice little trip. You could cycle over. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I, I it does look great. And I've spoken to people who've that done it that that have said it's great. But I the last footage I saw of Cork was people pushing the bike up that hill. Um, because the wind and the rain was so bad. And I thought we had that bad in Wales. So um that was 2019. That's all been forgotten uh, about. There was redemption, happen anymore. redemption last year. It was hotter than Mallorca yeah. for the 70 points. Yeah. And the full distance uh, was just, it was amazing. So yeah, we definitely need to talk about getting you to Ireland. Yeah. Not to take you away from Wales at any point, but you know, core could be, maybe it's a little bit too close as a 70.3 as a warm up for, for Wales. I'm sure you would get as good a reception in Ireland as uh, uh, you would in Tenby. Sure, it's your, we're your nearest cousins. You'll be grand. Okay. Um, Talk to me about the start line of Ironman Wales, because for me as a race announcer, Ironman Wales is one of the most special places to be. And I get goosebumps when I hear the Welsh national anthem. So and I know that lots of people talk about it, but you've heard the Welsh national anthem when you've been wearing the red jersey of Wales, representing your country at the highest level of your sport. Mm. And then you're in your wetsuit standing on the beach in Tenby. Yeah. Does it compare? Can it compare? It it, it does. Um, look, I like I say, I I love I love playing for Wales. I love playing, especially at home, in a, in the the national stadium and and having that anthem uh, sung out there by you know tens of thousands of people. It's amazing, and I love it and and still love it, and I still sing it when I'm there. But the Ironman will start, and I, I it took it just hit me for six because. I was told, you know, there'll be crowds down there and the walk down is really exciting and, uh, you know, you're bumping into people and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm nervous. You know, you have all that chat. Uh, and then I did it and it was all that times 100 because, you know, the crowd, each, well, you, you you know what it's like. You get that tunnel all the way down, down the windy paths, down the, down the, down into the, down to the beach there. Everyone's, you know, wishing you good luck. You got athletes, you know, saying, "Oh, good luck. I uh, hope it goes well." And it's such a lovely, warm feeling. And then you, you you get under the beach and you just look up on the wall, and there's thousands of people that have got up at stupid o'clock in the morning just to be part of this whole experience. And you stood there, and I've been lucky enough to to have done it a number of times. My brother's always kind of been with me, so I've kind of got that support uh, because it's nervous as hell. You know that there's a lot of people on that on that beach. It's the swim is tough. There's a lot of people can you know condensed and that are better swimmers than you and and are far more comfortable and it's a nerve wracking. And then the anthem comes on and you're just looking up on the wall and every single person is singing the anthem. You look around you, all the you know majority then of of the triathletes are singing the anthem. And I'm looking up thinking this this just feels as loud as the Millennium Stadium to me. You know, it's we got less people probably there within the um within the vicinity but it's like an amphitheater it's just unbelievable and it's just really difficult to explain you know and but i'm, I'm looking at my brother and i'm thinking well i feel like Tim, this is exactly like playing for wales here this is exactly how i feel you know and i'm looking at thousands of people around me thinking this is this is pretty much my uh, singing the anthem for wales here this is just unbelievable and um, you know, if you're not up for Ironman, then have, as a Welshman, obviously, if you're not up for the what's uh, for what's to come as a Welshman, then uh, you need to just 
take take a step backwards and don't even bother going in the water at this after hearing that. It's just amazing. And then obviously ACDC comes on as well, and you think you're right, okay, you know, I, I, I could eat barbed wire at the moment. I can really do this. And um bang, you know, it's the the horn goes and um you know, yeah, you're unbeatable. It's you know, it's you're undestructible and you just get in there and you do the business and and you think, oh, what was all I worry about? You know, you're halfway through the swim thinking, I've got this, you know, don't worry about it. And Shane, how do you manage your nerves on race day? Or how did you manage your nerves as a professional rugby player? Um, the funny thing is, um, I was probably calmer playing playing rugby for Wales than, than I am in, in Ironman Wales. Um, I think, you know, like, like I've already mentioned, really, when I was playing for Wales, I knew what I had to do. I had 14 other guys on the field with me that kind of would help me do what I had to do as well. And I was there to kind of help them. So I had that support. Um, you just turn up for the game. You've got your boots and your kit ready. You've done all the preparation. The easy part is the 80 minutes that's coming ahead of you. So that was, I, I was really relaxed for rugby games. It really was. Um, it's an 80 minute game, but in a split second decision, when the game is down to the wire, you make a mistake, it could be game over. Yeah, tr- true. Um, true. And, and I, did I did that a number of times? I made a lot of mistakes, and you know I've uh, I've cost tries and and uh, and certainly made errors in matches. But my mindset always was well, you know, if you make an error, just pick yourself up. You got to the next thing you do has got to be positive and and keep going. And um, uh, and that tended to be the case. The best players in the world made mistakes, you know, but the 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 players that perhaps weren't as good would make a mistake and would dwell on it for five ten minutes and make another mistake maybe. Or, or or perhaps come out of the game or, or or go missing, and that wasn't my mindset. My mindset was, look, Shane, you're going to make mistakes, pal. That's that's the kind of game you play. But you know, you just make sure you do something positive and and you make up for it. And uh, you know, that's that that was rugby. Um, even though I I, I loved it, um, that was the case. But the difference is, you know, that you've got 80 minutes to kind of rectify it and. And you're you're there you're there for what your capabilities are and for your skills and and you can you can kind of go and do that but uh, but the the whole rugby process and the whole I suppose nerve side of it um, kind of the older I got as well and the more experienced I was kind of edged away now you know the 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 day of you know getting your stuff ready for transition or kind of going in and getting your number and all this. Just drives me potty. There's just so many factors going on that you know, and and also knowing, look, Shane, you're going into this sport. You you you're not you're not an international triathlon. You're not an expert. You're certainly not an elite athlete. You know, you're bit you're probably when you you look at the at the results at the end of this, you're going to be in the bottom half of results. But so so you know, you don't know this game. You don't know this game, and there's a lot to learn. And every time I've done a, tri- um, a triathlon whether it be a sprint an Ironman or whatever it be I've always learned something new and I've always made mistakes so I've always got that in my mind as well and um, you know a mistake in uh, in triathlon you know, it could be something on the bike that you haven't checked or you haven't done and bang you're out of the race and it's game over you know so you haven't got that chance to rectify yourself you know um, even I, I go into transition uh, race days you know oh, you know have I forgot my trainers have I forgot my race belt? You know, stupid things that there's no way you should forget. But that's always playing on my mind. So rugby was far, far easier. I can promise you that. Um, transitions just stresses the life out of me. And the race day and race morning 
or the day before. Oh, it just drives me potty, honestly. So how do you rectify that? Um, you l- learn from it. Um, you know, I've, God, I've, I, I've done things like forgot my race belt and I've just had to carry, carry my number around with me. You know, it's, it was a sprint try, thank God. So I was able to cross the line holding my number like that. You know, even last year, um, like I say, probably didn't check my bike properly for Ironman Wales. Uh, for Swansea 70.3, I, uh, I had a service the day before the race, didn't check my bike. Uh, and I had so many things go wrong with my bike in that race. You know, again, probably put half an hour on my time. Uh, which was disappointing because you train so hard for them as well. I'm, I'm I am competitive, but I'm competitive with myself. You know, I'm never going to win win Ironman Wales. I'm never going to get a podium on these events. But if I, if I make a stupid mistake or if I do something that I should have done better at, you know, I'm real harsh on myself, and and I try and learn from it. Um, I'm sure it, within time I'll get less stressed. I'll, I'll know that I'm far more prepared. But you know, I've done things like I've been unable to get my helmet off in a sprint triathlon and I've been, you know, two or three minutes trying to get a scrape a, a helmet off my head because I forgot which kind of clasp I had on. And I I finished the race and I've got cuts on my forehead where I've just yanked the helmet off my head. You know, little stupid little things like that that uh, that I'd like to think that I've learned from, but uh, doesn't happen in rugby. So um yeah, it's it's a learning curve. I'm still learning. It's there's so many factors that go on in a triathlon. And that's why I love it as well. It's not it's not that you can just be a very good runner and win a triathlon. You know, you you could be a poor swimmer or you could be a a weaker uh, cyclist. And I like that. It gives everyone a, a sporting chance, doesn't it? You know, I've got friends that are much better runners and swimmers than me, but I'm a, I'm better on the bike and I can kind of make that time up. And, you know, we're having sprint finishes, which is great. You know, and that's that's the exciting thing about triathlons and, and Ironman as well. You know, it's... Um, Unless you're a, a a Brownlee that are pretty good at all of them, you know it's it's fair game. You mentioned um, some of your friends, and we've met some of the former international rugby players that have been on the on the start line and the finish line of Ironman Wales. So, you know, when the lads see your number coming up on their phone now, do they think, "Oh, he's going to make me do Ironman Wales this year"? I mean, do they <laughs> do they ghost you, or you know, are people willing to pick up to pick up the phone when you ring them, knowing that potentially you're going to convince them to come and join you on the start line at an Ironman? Yeah, I, I bore the pants off my uh, my former rugby mates. I really do. I've become one of those um, people that like talking about Ironman a lot, and I didn't want to be one of those. I wouldn't have thought that now. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm boring the pants off you, so that says it all. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's yeah, I've become one of those people. I'm afraid, and um, I wasn't the first. You know, Andy Moore is a former scrum half has done it, um, uh, and I, I've been chasing him around the circuit for years. Uh, you've got uh, Paul Arnold that has done every single Ironman Wales, who's a you know a legend in in the game as well. That um, you know, you're chasing him on the on the swim and the bike as well, and and hoping to catch him on the run. Uh, Chris Stevens, former former uh, teammate of mine in Wales, a very good tri- um, triathlete, and has had a couple of uh, injuries of late. Um, it was it was close to a sub eleven triathlete, which says it all, really. Yeah, but. You know, I got Ryan involved a couple of years ago and, and Ian Goff. And, um, yeah, they didn't talk to me for some time after that because it was one of the toughest things they've ever done. But, you know, they've continued to stay in the game. They do they do still uh, swim and, and, and cycle and perhaps not run so much. I think uh, I blew the knees off them back in 18, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm, I'm still, you know, good mates of mine, the likes of Mike Phillips, James Hook and Lee Byrne. I've always talked to them about it. And, 
they just tell me to shut up now, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, and away from the rugby side, I got my brother involved. I got a couple of mates of mine involved that I, to be honest, I thought would never, ever look at doing triathlon. But again, my friend Brian, as I mentioned earlier, uh, finished it last year. We crossed, well, nearly crossed the line together. That was great. That was good fun. So, you know, it's it, it just goes to show anyone can do a triathlon. You know, anyone can compete. Anyone can go out there and enjoy themselves and and, and enjoy the experience. And um, like I say, you know, I I got men beating me, women beating me. I've got um, uh, you know larger people that that you'd look at and think oh, that that person doesn't look like a triathlete. But uh, you know, I put in half an hour on 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 people who are six stone soaking wet, and you're thinking, wow. This really is a sport for anyone, you know, and um, and I love it. I love that side of it. I I love the. It's weird as well. I love the fact that I, I'm just an average Joe as well in these in this sport. You know, I get people going past me and and thinking that person shouldn't be beating me, and then I try and put put my foot down and run with them and realize, hold on a minute, that person's running six minute mile in here. I'm going to kill myself if I don't slow down, you know, and and just crossing the line and 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 having a handshake or a hug with someone you've never met in your life. It's just. It's just that's what it does to you. It's just a bizarre sport, I think. And um, and Ironman again, and it's elevated again because there's so many people doing it. Um, it's probably so much more at stake. You've trained a year or two years to just to take part in this, and you you see people crossing the line, crying, hugging, and 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 just full of joy. And you're thinking that's great. Look look how good that's making that person feel. And um, it does the same for me. So it's it's a great sport. People wonder why I love my job. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, you, you get you get to see it all, don't you? And uh, you've probably got more, far more experience than I have in it. But um, it, it just makes me feel so good, you know. And and that's whether I've had a PB, whether I've had a tough time on the course, um, you know, whether or not I'm I'm sore as hell or I'm feeling fresh crossing that line. Once once I've crossed that line, and uh, you know, you just look around and think, wow, that's amazing. I've done this, and. You know, you you think about the mileage you've covered, or you just think about how quick you've gone on the bike, or what minute miling you were running, or or the fact that you've completed the swim first and foremost. You think, wow, I've I've done something really, really unbelievable here, and you know you've got that buzz for days. And 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 I am man, you know that you on the Monday, um, if you stay in Tembe, you're bumping into people as well. They're still walking around with their medals on. You know, shuffling. they're so proud shuffling. of it. They're shuffling. Yeah. They're even walking. They're shuffling. Exactly. Well, they're floating. They're floating. And, <laughs> and, they're, and they're there with their beer in their hand or their soft drink or whatever they may be doing. And, and you know, they're just talking about, ah, oh, you know, I, I didn't think I could do that swim. I didn't. And, you know, I've done it in an hour. Or, oh, that bike ride was tough. But when I got to Tembe and uh, Saundersfoot, sorry, and, and I went up uh, Heartbreak Hill, I was just, wow, this is amazing. You know, I flew up there and... And to cross the line and and have my name scream out, you are and I am. It's just like, it's. I get so many good stories from from the whole experience, and um, you know that's that's the reason I keep going back. Would the World Championship uh, qualification also be drawing you back? Maybe would you, if you got a slot to the World Championship, would you take it? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. That would be you know that would be the cherry on the on the cake, wouldn't it? I think. Um, yeah, I I got some work to do. I got certainly got to get under eleven hours for my age group to, to to kind of qualify, and it's something I would love to do. It would say that all my hard work is paid off, and and again, it's it it is that goal. It's always in the back of my mind, and I would love to be able to say, look, I have qualified to 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 a world championship. Um, you know, something I, I I certainly didn't think I'd be saying after retiring from from rugby, but um, 
yeah, it's it's always there. It's always there, and and if I get if the opportunity comes, I'd certainly take it. Um, but you know that would mean I would have to have a, a really really good day in the office. I know you know I, I push my body to the limit in these races, and uh, you know my my best is eleven nineteen, and I, I'd have to knock a lot of that. There would be that would be an you know five minutes off my swim, fifteen minutes, ten minutes maybe off my bike, and I'd have to you know really really have a PB on the run. And we all know how difficult the run is after all the the the, uh, the before stuff. So um, it's I, I I genuinely do think it's doable, but I'm gonna have to you know I'm really gonna have to work my socks off leading up to it and up to Wales and and of course on the day. So um, if it happens, brilliant, uh, and I will be chuffed and I'll be taking my place. But if it doesn't, I'll keep kind of chasing that dream and but making sure I still enjoy Ironman Wales at the same time. And so for the rest of this year, I suppose the season is only kind of kicking off in the next couple of weeks. Ironman Wales is on the plan. What else is there for 2023? I've done my first triathlon. Um, I sponsored uh, my, my Ammon Valley Triathlon, which is a sprint try in my local school and, and leisure centre. That's always fun because it's it's great for first timers because they get a pool swim and it's a flat route and they know they know the area as well and have run and cycled it a lot. So that's always lovely because you you're getting you're seeing a lot of that um first timers um so that was fun uh, we've got Nestle try coming up uh in may uh, that's about three weeks away that's always a fun sprint try as well which with a, a little bit of a longer a longer swim uh, um i do swansea try every year as well i've got swansea half ironman um which is a, a lovely little route as well with a flat run on the on the on the course oystermouth road Plus a few other dotted in between as well. I do I do a lot of work with Activity Wales as well. So we've got the long course, which is the Ironman split into the the three days over the weekend, which is great for people who are looking to do an Ironman maybe and are a bit concerned whether or not they can do the distances. That always helps. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, we've got Fish Fishguard as well. The um, the half Ironman distance. That's always that's a toughy, always tough conditions. Before you get to Wales. I I know, but I I I'm gonna taper down. I promise for um for end of July, August, ready for September, and then the big one for me is Ironman Wales, where you know I'm not too concerned about my times and how I do in the others. It's all a, it's all building up to September, and and hoping my handlebars don't fall off. Have you a new bike? I've got a new bike. I'm I'm lucky. I I asked Aaron Thomas for a favour, so I I owe him one now. Um, so he's he's managed to get a. Uh, Pinarello bullied for me from the team, which is great. I'm hoping it goes as fast as it does uh, whilst he was in the team. Uh, I don't think it will, but um, yeah, I've got a Pinarello bullied at the moment. It's lovely. It's really nice. Uh, it's I've only done the Almond Valley try on it, and that was that was a tester because I'd only had the bike the week before. Uh, that was lovely. Had a PB on the bike there, so mindset is this bike's faster. I don't know if it is or not, but um, uh, so so yeah, it's. Um, I, I I'm I'm hoping though this you know I I get a touch of luck this year. wasn't a, uh, didn't have the best of luck last year, but come on, you make your own luck, don't you? So I'm uh, yeah, busier is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I've also been invited to New York Marathon in uh, November. We'll see how I recover after uh, Ironman Wales. But it's um, yeah, look, I, I am busy. I enjoy being busy. 
You're also involved with quite a number of different businesses. You mentioned it earlier that, you know, you had a number of plans made whilst you were playing professional sport. So, you know, your Agila Sport where the, I can't even pronounce it, the Perthen Spirit that you have set up as well. Loads of bits yeah. and pieces ongoing. So I like, how, how do you get the balance right? So you've mentioned a million races there before you ever get to September to 10B. Yeah. Um, and you have the kids and your wife and life in general and the lads like how do you get the balance right to to manage yeah. all of it like you know you've had for so many years your focus was just rugby get up train recover match day recover train 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 and now suddenly it's like this explosion of a world so how do you get it right or do you get it right yeah yeah well you don't get it right all the time do you I think um Rugby was easy, you know, exactly for that reason. Uh, yeah, I was told what I was doing in training. I was told who I was playing on the weekend. I was told what I was meant to be eating and how I was meant to behave. Um, and great. I'm, I, you know, I'm good at following orders. That's the wife. So um, that was easy. That was, that was honestly, that was so great and, and, and fun, but easy at the same time. And, and when I retired again, you know, it was one of those things where I thought, oh, hold on, I've got to, I've got to manage myself now. This is this is tough, but you've got to you've you've, you've got to. It's as it's as simple as that. If if, if you don't, you you know it's it, it'll all come crumbling crumbling down. And yeah, I got a number of uh, I got a family business which is heating oil, which is is the transition my family have made with myself. Uh, got the the low low percentage spirits called Perthin. I've got a Fab Four coffee company which I've started with uh, James Oak, Lee Byrne, and Mike Phillips as well, which is fun testing at times, but it's fun. Uh, and of course, I do the TV work and uh, and that side of it as well. I've also got a property development company as well. So it's I I am juggling. I I, I am um, Agilis is is something that I I wanted to do myself because I was spending so much time doing the triathlon, cycling, and so on and so forth. I thought, you know, when I was playing rugby, I had to wear other people's brands. I'm fed up with doing that. You know, I want to do my own thing. You know, so I started Agilis during lockdown and. Um, you know, uh, triathlon kit and um, and cycling wear, and it's got it's fun, it's real fun, and I feel really proud when I'm running something with, which is something I've kind of developed and 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 made myself. You know, so that's that's fun, and that coincides with the training, so on and so forth. But yeah, it's it is hard, it, it is hard. I think what I don't have is a is a you know eight till five job or a nine till five job. I I, I could kind of manage my days. I can say, right, okay, I can go swimming this morning, but tonight I've got to do an interview, which which is today, which is happening today. You know, I can do swimming this morning, but I've got a little bit of time to, to speak to yourself and then I can go to Cardiff and uh, interview a person regarding uh, a campaign that I'm doing. And tomorrow uh, I may be doing some work with the coffee. Uh, you know, I'll spare three, four hours in the morning and then hopefully I'll have time in the evening then to go for a little run with my brother and a couple of the boys. It's... It is hard, and but I think I'm I'm lucky in that sense that a lot of my friends are nine till five, and they're either going at six seven o'clock in the morning to do their training, and then you know getting home, and then going for a I don't know a forty mile bike ride, and they got their wives screaming in their ears going, "Hold on, you've been at work all day. Look after the kids." You know, I I've got the luxury of that you know I don't really have to do that. You know, I can manage. I can say, look, I could take my boy to rugby training. You know, my, my, my daughter's got something in school and during that hour, maybe I can go and run around the track. And, you know, so I, I think I'm lucky in that sense that I can kind of manage my time and it works. Uh, there are days where I do a lot of traveling as well with the rugby uh, or with charities or whatever it may be. And um, 
and I can't train. And if you know, on a day where I don't train, and I'm pulling my hair out, thinking, ah, no, you know, this this is tough. But pick the rougher, the smoother, I suppose. Okay, next up, I want to know who were your favourite Irish players to play with on the Lions team. Oh, um, mind you, we haven't actually I, talked particularly or specifically about your rugby yeah. career at all. We've swung in roundabouts around it, but this is definitely. I yeah. want to know who were your favourite Irish players to play with on the Lions team. Yeah, this this is the boring side of it for me now. Um, <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I got on really well with the Irish boys. I really did. I knew Tommy Bow because um, he played at the Ospreys with me as well. So fond memories of Tommy and a, a good mate of mine. Um, you know, Paul O'Connell, uh, scary to look at, but a lovely, lovely bloke. You know, Jordan Murphy in 05, spent a lot of time with him. And, and, and of course, Dad, Gordon Darcy. Bright, uh, Bod, uh, top, top man. Uh, Ronald Gara funny, but I probably spent more time with the likes of uh, probably Brian, Brian O'Driscoll, who, like me, used to enjoy a pint. And we, we used to uh, love a social pint and uh, spend a bit of time together. And obviously, he was he's pretty much been on all the Lions tours because he's that good a player. You know, he took up a bit of triathlon last year as well. He did a relay and try a thigh. Uh, he did the bike yeah. section. So I think you could probably put in a call with Brian O'Driscoll and maybe get him yeah. on and have an Ironman with you as well. So not only are you infiltrating the Welsh team and turning them into triathletes, but you might get a few of the Irish lads across to Ireland. Yeah. The thing is, I pick and choose who I, who I invite. I pick, I pick the guys I think I can beat. <laughs> Brian, Brian, to me, is a dark horse. Um, I obviously don't know what his swimming um, swimming's like, but uh, he was always always a fit, fit runner. Uh, yeah, I don't know about his cycling, but yeah. Let me find out. Let, let me do a bit of research on Brian first to see how good he is before I invite him. Okay, that's your homework. Speaking of Ireland, you came across and played a bit of uh, GAA in the toughest trade in 2017 up in Glen Swilly in Donegal. Yeah, brilliant. What an experience. Um, I, I knew very little about the game. Um, I certainly, you know, I knew it was an amateur sport in, in Ireland, but, I, but you look at the amount of uh, p- people taking part in it and do it, it's just incredible. Uh, yeah, so to do something like that was was fun. I didn't know what to expect at all. I didn't realise that uh, Donegal or, or Glen uh, Swilly was probably the coldest place on earth. So that was a shock to the system. Uh, the didn't realise how big a uh, football pitch is. Uh, I've never run so much in all my life. I obviously didn't know the rules, um, and I didn't realise how physical a sport it was until my first training session, where I'm just getting elbowed in the face and. No one held back at all on me. But having said that, absolutely loved it. Um, the whole town embraced the programme. They certainly embraced me. Uh, the players were great, great fun. You know, we had, we had a great crack. We had a couple of pints together in the week as well. And I can see why so many people play the sport. It's brilliant. It has it all. You know, it's like it's like mixing rugby and football together and, uh, and a bit of boxing in between, I think. Uh, <laughs> But no, a wonderful experience. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, I think the funny thing was we took the, the the day of the game. I think it was a local rivalry game as well. And and again, I, I you know I was I kind of had a couple of days to learn it. And we got to, to the ground. I thought, okay, this is great, no problem. We got changed, and as we came out to to kind of come out into the onto the field, it it just blew a gale, and and it was snowing. I don't know. It, it just seemed like we. I don't know. It like it was like someone had turned on the fan and a snow machine. The snow was coming down sideways, and I was like, "Where the hell has this come from?" To the point where we were running around, I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't see anyone, so I was just punching the ball and kicking the ball to to noises all game. 
Um, but look, it was it was great fun. I really enjoyed it. Going into something that you don't know anything about or know very little about, so it was always quite quite scary and intimidating. But I came off the field and I just loved the whole experience. The, the people of of, of Glenswilly and Donegal were, were lovely. They were fantastic. Really enjoyed it. And so, Shane, this now brings us straight into the audience questions. So Adam Spear asks, which is tougher, Ironman Wales are playing Gaelic football for Glenswilly? Oof. <laughs> luckily, uh, luckily, Gaelic football uh, for Glenswilly didn't last as long. But it was tough. Uh, you know, I've already gone over. It was physical. Yeah, I was getting barged off the ball. I just didn't, because I didn't know all the kind of, you know, the, the cheat lines, I'd call them, you know, and, and, and I didn't know the protocols. It took me like 10 minutes to realise, right, Shane, you're actually allowed to kind of barge into people and, and get aggressive and physical. As soon as I got that, I was like, right, OK, I'm all right here. I'll do OK, you know. But, um, yeah, I th- look, it was tough. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's not for the faint hearted. But um, Ironman lasts a little bit longer and it's a bit more painful in the end. But uh, both very enjoyable. Michael Noon in Galway says, by all accounts, uh, Shane was a very good soccer goalkeeper. Does he think he could have played in the Premiership and for Wales in that code? <laughs> well, I I started it as a goalkeeper and I was a very good goalkeeper when uh, when the goals were a little bit smaller and the children were a little bit smaller. Unfortunately, the, the goals grew when I didn't. Um, and the coaches quickly decided that um, I, I, goalkeeping wasn't for me. So I became a left winger. I was pretty good. I'd, I'd, uh, I played a number of seasons at senior level before you know starting rugby. Uh, I played against Swansea City. I had a trial match against Swansea City as well. And who knows? Um, I think, I, you know, if if I'd have kept at it, uh, maybe, maybe. I think I might have been a bit bit more richer now if I had. Uh, if I'd have gone the Gareth Bale route, uh, what ifs and all that. But, um, yeah, who knows? I, th- I think I did okay by, by s- selecting rugby in the end. And rugby's done me okay. So um, I've got no regrets. Darren on Instagram wants to know how much training do you do leading up to an Ironman and what hours would you be doing? At the moment, I'd be doing about eight to nine hours a week. You know, I, but I, I, you know, I look at people on Strava and some people are doing double that. And I just think they've got to be unemployed or, or don't want to work or rich. I have no idea how they do it. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a, it is a lot of training. Obviously, the closer we get to Ironman, apart from the tapering down, you know, you're, you're doing 12 hours plus, I, I imagine. But, you know, in that sense, like I say, I'm, I'm never going to be winning these events. And I realise as well, sometimes family and, and work comes first. But I, I try, and, try and train every day and try and fit as much as I, I can in and try and stay to a, a planned structure as much as I possibly can. But um, yeah, it's, start, it's starting to ramp up at the moment. I am noticing now May's coming. My, my rides are going to be a little bit longer, my runs. Uh, and my swims as well. So it's it's going to get uh, it's going to get tough real quick, I think. But uh, yeah, quite a lot of hours, but probably not not as much as as some of these people who are you know absolutely fixated in in not seeing their family. Um, Jay Luke, my fellow announcer at uh, Iron Man, would like to know Shane Williams the movie. Who would play you? I don't know. To be honest, I I you know height height restrictions and all that. Maybe Danny DeVito. Um, I have no idea. Look, what movie would they do about me? Um, yeah, I have no idea. I think they did a movie about me. It's called Willow. Um, no, I have no idea. You know, I I think Tom Cruise is about five foot tall, isn't he? Um, he? He's he's probably the same age, and he's got the same teeth. And that's the only other that's the only comparisons I have. So maybe he could. Okay. 
<laughs> now, Niall Leiden in Galway is a mad rugby fan and he did give me one question, but I think we're run out of time to ask it. I'm going to give you his second question, which was, do you prefer scotch or an Irish single malt? Oh, you've, you've had me on something here that, um, unfortunately, I, I do not like whiskey. I know a lot. I, I know you, you. You may lose a, a couple of followers and subscribers now. Yeah, you lose a couple. Uh, it's. Oh, I think. I think. Um, when I was very, very young, a friend of mine, we 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 snuck into the um, drinks cabinet um, of his mum and dad's, and we put a, a a panda pop bottle of of whiskey together, and me and him drank it uh, up on the side of the uh, of the mountain one day, and. We got so soil and drunk. I've I have been unable to drink it since. Um, so okay, give me that one. And, 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 and yeah, and unfortunately, I, I I would have to decline on both. But um, I do I do like a pint. So if 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 he did does want to buy me a beer next time he sees me, that's not a problem at all. No problem at all. He'd only be thrilled. Or or a Guinness. A Guinness. I, I presume it's yeah. a Guinness that you want. Like I, I I love a Guinness. Yeah, I do love a Guinness. I've got to be honest. Okay. Well, so I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because of this. <laughs> uh, well, we might have to test that when we get you across to Ironman Ireland. Yeah. Three okay. last questions for you, and they're going to be rapid fire round. No time to think. If you okay. hadn't gone down the road of professional rugby, what career do you think you would have? I wanted to be a stuntman. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, I, I always wanted, as a kid, um, from the age of five onwards, even in comprehensive, teachers you say what you want to do, and I wanted to be a stuntman. I don't know how you get into that, what qualifications you need, to be honest with you, apart from really top. You could talk to know. Tom Cruise because he probably has some stuntmen. So, I mean, you could notes. Yeah, exactly. So that could tie in with the last question. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay. Second last question. Your proudest achievement? Uh, becoming IRB World Player of the Year, 2008. And who are your biggest inspirations? Um, oh, my God. Uh, I think I... I, I Grew up in the eighties and 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 nineties, and, and unfortunately we didn't have didn't have the best of of rugby teams back there. But I was a big fan of Ian Evans, and I thought I think he's an incredible guy. But um, uh, Gerald Davis and Phil Bennett are my heroes. Seventies uh, legends up, you know, up there with with the likes of Gareth Edwards, and they've become legends to me because obviously I I, I enjoyed watching them as rugby players. But I have met them since, and unfortunately we lost Phil Bennett. Uh, very recently, uh, but a lovely, lovely guy. And Gerald Davis, he's a, a Welsh and British and Irish Lions legend, is probably one of the nicest men I've ever met. And I've had the pleasure of touring with him with the Lions because he was manager. So he was he's my hero, still is my hero. Fantastic. Well, Shane Williams, thank you so much for joining me on the Try Talking Sport podcast. That was actually so much fun. I cannot wait to see you cross the finish line uh, this coming season and wish you the very best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can get in touch with any feedback or guest suggestions by emailing me on trytalkingsport at gmail.com. If you would like to hear more great episodes of the podcast, be sure to check them out on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow all of our activities and podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and on Instagram. If you have any feedback or guest suggestions, please email me on trytalkingsport at gmail.com. I would so love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe, keep smiling, and remember, as always, to look for fun and adventure in every day. Bye.